Hey, thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We believe that this message is going to empower you and encourage you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. We hope you enjoy. What I'm going to ask you to do is, if you're single, open up your hearts tonight. Amen. And if you want to experience God's amazing, perfect marriage and beautiful life that He has for you, I'm asking you, please open your hearts. Amen. Because what I'm going to say here tonight might not please you and you might not really like even to hear the things that I'm going to say because it's going to sound kind of like, ah, but then I'm not going to have my freedom. But actually what I'm trying to do here tonight is to give you a lot of freedom. And freedom for what? Freedom to enjoy freedom. Amen. So some of us, we think that we are free and then you say, I'm free. But then you go back and, and, you know, you go back into sin. You go back into the old life. Let me tell you something. If you're still going back to the old life, you're not yet free. And that's my job here tonight, to set you free. Set you free from what? Set you free from the mentality of the world. Amen. So the world is preaching a message to you. And some of you are now high schoolers, college students. And you think that you need to walk by what your parents are saying by your, what your colleagues, your friends at school are saying, and you're just thinking, man, you know, I have to do this way because otherwise they'll, they'll say things about me or for me or of me, and it's not really, you know, cool when they're talking about me. You feel offended. You don't like when people talk about you. Let me tell you something. I don't care when people talk about me anymore. I used to care a lot if you're like that person like I was in the past. I used to care what people thought about me. You know, oh my gosh, I, need to, I, I want to please him. I'm not a people pleaser. I'm a God pleaser, amen. So I'm not looking, for, I'm not, I'm not looking for to, to make you like me. I'm looking to please God and make God happy. And I know God is already satisfied and happy with me. But every single day as he's my father, I want to come before him and say, Father, I love you so much. And I want to fulfill your purpose. Why? And why am I going to preach this message as well? Because I know he knows what's best. So the first thing that you need to understand tonight before I even begin and talk about these things is you're not doing this because, oh, this is a new way. Let me, let me see if this works for me. No, you got to do this because you know that, that God knows what's best for you. Amen. So it's, it's, it's like you asking me, is this, you know, can I do this? Is this a sin? You know, and people who ask me sometimes, a lot of times, mainly youth, they ask me, is this a sin? You know, can I kiss this girl? Can I touch this girl? Can I, can I sleep with her? And they ask me if it's a sin. And I, and I stop them and I say, look, instead of asking me if it is a sin, just ask me if it is God's purpose. So now instead of asking if something's a sin, you ask yourself, is this God's will? Is this God's purpose? And I'll tell you, all your questions, most of them as well, will be answered right there. Because you're going to ask yourself, is, is, it, is this God's purpose for me to touch this girl right now? To, to, to sleep with her and you're going to say, no, it's not. So you're not asking if it's a sin. You're just asking, is this God's purpose for me right now, today? Amen, guys. So you're going to have to ask you these questions when you are in a relationship. And my focus tonight is that you may believe and understand that God loves you. That he cares for you so much to allow you to go into a bad, crazy relationship that will hurt you. And I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to you tonight from a position of someone who has experienced this already. You know, my wife, is not, it wasn't my first girlfriend. I wish she was. But I had a girlfriend before, and we were in church. We had the holy dating, you know, kind of thing. That was worse than most people dating the world. And I was like, man, this is not God's purpose at all. 
And I can't tell you, I was hurt. She was hurt. That, that girl suffered. I suffered. And at the end of the day, when I found out about courtship, I was thinking, man, I need to do this. You know, there's nothing else that I, you know, I, I don't need no more, no more, you know, I don't have any more questions. All my questions were answered because I came from this place of hurt, of pain, of suffering, and I found this thing that we call courtship. And I'll tell you, courtship is not new. And man, we did not make this up. This is not a name made up by our church. If you go to a lot of churches, if you ask, you know, I'll say pastors around their 40s, you know, 35 and older, they will tell you courtship is what I did. And I, I have heard preachers from a bunch of pastors, you know, well-known pastors in the United States. And when they talk about their relationship, they never say when I was dating my wife. They say when I was courting my wife. So we are not making this up, and, and this is not something that we made up. And if you watch a bunch of movies, courtship was actually used by the royal family. You know, all the kings and queens, the royal family, the, the royal families, because there were many, they used courtship as the, the way to relate. So it was not just a thing that we, you know, let's do this. No, courting, getting to know a girl, a boy, it was something that they used to do in the past. Amen. So we just adapted the name. That's, let's use the same name because the principles were the same and we believe that they are also God's principles. Amen. So can you bow your hands, close your eyes and pray for us tonight that God may speak to us. Oh Jesus, we invite you into our hearts once again. And I pray, Father, that tonight we might have our hearts open and ready to listen from you, from what you have to say to us, God. Father, we pray that tonight you're going to move, you're going to open our hearts, and you're going to renew our minds in your words, in your truth tonight, Father. We thank you so much, God, because you are good, always good, and nothing but good. Amen. Amen. You can open your eyes right now. Amen, guys. First point that I have is before you even try to gain a relationship, you need to do something else. You need to prepare yourself. Amen. So there is a moment of preparation. There is a moment of adjustments. There is a moment of, you know, I, I'll tell you this, this. The goal of your relationship is supposed to be for marriage. Amen. You know, some people are in a relationship and they're just, they, or they want to be in a relationship just because they're not happy. Or they just want to have someone who texts them every morning saying good morning and good night. And some of you, you are youth, you're young, you're a teenager, and you, and you don't have that text message. But when you do have, you'll feel like, wow, you know, she loves me or he loves me. Wow, that feels so good. You know, your relationship should not be to make you feel good. There should be a purpose in your relationship. A purpose for what? To fulfill God's purpose. Amen. So some of us, we want to be in a relationship because it makes us feel good. Oh, this girl, this guy just makes me feel good. No, you don't want to be in a relationship because it just makes you feel good. You need to understand that your relationship is for God's purpose. Amen. And here's the thing. You need to understand that when you're getting to a relationship, and even, I'll say, when you're about to say, I do, from that day on, you have not only changed your life, but now you have changed your children's life. You have changed your children's children's life. So you need to understand that the relationship that you get into today is not only for you. It's for a lot of people. They're coming after you. Amen. So you need to take it very seriously. You know, let me ask you a question. Before you build a house, 
what is the first thing that you have to do? You have to build your foundation. No, that's not true. Because before you build your foundation, you need to find someone else who already knows how to build a house to even help you build the foundation. So you're not looking for the foundation first, you're looking for a contractor, an engineer, or an architect who tell you, look, that's the way to do it. Now you can read this, you can do this, and now you're going to start building the foundation. So the first thing that you got to look for is who is your role models? Who are your role models? Who, what kind of marriage do you want to have? So when you look at your parents' marriage, is that the marriage that you want to be like? Or you say, man, my parents' marriage is so amazing, I want to be like them. And for some of you, it will be. For me, it wasn't. For me, I came from a family that, were, that was divorced, that was broken. It was really bad, not, not nice at all. The things that I saw there did not make me feel happy at all. And it was painful. Me and my brother from 7 to, I don't know, 10 years old, we suffered a lot. Because we thought it was our fault, first of all. So it, it, it hurt us in many ways that maybe my parents don't even know. Maybe they never realized. And I don't blame them. I understand. You know, this world is falling. But I know that if they have tried, if they were in God's way, none of these things would have happened. So first thing, who are, you, who, who are the people that inspires you? Who, when you look at them, you say, I want to get married. But now you need to understand that there are people that you look at, there are couples that you look at, and you say, I don't want to get married. I don't want marriage. I don't like this thing. This thing is so bad. This thing is, you know, messed up. It's really broken. And maybe these are your parents. And maybe these are your uncles. Maybe these are your grandfathers and your grandparents. And I want you to understand this. Don't think that every relationship is the same. But also, don't try to have the same results if you're not doing the same thing that the people that you're looking at are doing right now. Amen. What do I mean by this? You know, some of you are saying, you know, I want to have the relationship that my pastor has. No, Pastor Rafael, Pastor Juliana, when I look at them, I want to have their marriage. And right now we are in a couple's retreat, and I came here just to preach. They're right now talking about sex. And I wanted to be there because sex is awesome. Sex is great. I'm sorry, guys. Sex is great. And then right now, it's the moment they schedule that we're saying sex. And I had to come to preach, and I begged to pastor, pastor, let me stay here. Like, you're a pastor, you're going back, and you're going to go preach. And I said, amen, I'll go. No, I wasn't like that when I said it. I was like, amen. <laughs> so look, it is awesome, but here's what you need to understand. I want to have their marriage, so I shall follow their way. Amen. And some of us, we're saying, I want to have your relationship, but I want to do my way. And I have to tell you, man, it won't work. It's the same thing you're telling me. I want to go to Miami, but you're driving towards Orlando. Your GPS will tell you that's the wrong way. Turn back. So if, even if your GPS knows the way, why are you, you know, trying to figure it out your own way? You just got to believe that the way you're trying today is not working because you have seen it happening before. So first thing that you got to do, you got to change the route. And how do you do this? You find people. Like I told you, before the foundation, you find people. You look to these people and you say, I want to be like you. I want to have your marriage. So I'll, I'll follow you. You know, the disciples of Jesus followed Jesus because they want to be like Jesus. You know, they saw in Jesus something they haven't seen anybody else before. So let me tell you something. If you're following somebody, if you want to be like that person, you know, it's, it's like some people say, oh, you got rich from one day to the other. Your marriage is perfect just because you married the perfect person. No, no, no. That was a lot of work. That was a process that we had followed through. That was problems, that was mistakes, but that was a lot of growth. Amen. 
So in your relationship, you got to be wise. Like I told you, you're not making a decision for yourself. You're making a decision for your children. You're making a decision for your family. You're making a decision for you right now. And you don't want to end up in 20 years, you know, I don't know, 25 years from now saying, wow, I made a mistake. I regret. I shouldn't have married this person. My relationship wasn't the way it was supposed to be. No. You want to get 20 years from now and say, man, this was awesome. This was the greatest life I could ever have, I could ever have asked for. It was even better than what I asked for. That's what I tell my wife. Our relationship is way better than I have asked for. You know, she's not the woman of my dreams. She's way better than what I dreamed of. And that's what you have to say about your relationship. If you cannot say this with boldness and joy in your heart and just be truthful, like, man, I love to enjoy life with you. We have a beautiful family. Troy is awesome, but we have fun together. You know, me and you. You know, I want to do this with you. I want to live forever with you. You know, till we die, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to preach because I love you. But here's the thing. You're looking at people. You're looking, you know, you're saying, I want to be like you, but my, in my own way. So first thing you need to understand, you won't work. You need to ask for help. And I asked for help because I came from a messed up family, from a broken relationship. I told you, I'm not speaking for a position of, I don't know what holy dating means. Or what, oh, you know what, I can, I can kiss, I can do whatever because I know how to deal with this. You know, it's funny that the people that tell me that they know how to deal with a bunch of things are the same people that are falling into sin almost every day. The same people that tells me I'm strong enough and I tell them, man, you trust in your flesh too much because I don't trust myself. And when somebody comes to me saying, oh, I can deal with this, I trust, you know, I, 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 I know how to work around this thing, I'm a holy person, I'll tell them, man, I'm not like you. I'm weak, and when I'm weak, God is strong for me. I'm not trying to, you know, show you something that I'm perfect. No, my wife checks my phone every night. Not every night, but almost every night. My wife has all my, my accounts. You know, she has all my passwords because she has to, because I don't trust myself. It's not that my wife is afraid that I'm going to cheat on her, that I'm going to go look for another woman. No, it's because I don't trust myself. I tell her, you got to check on me every day. At least once a week, check on me, ask me questions, ask me things. You know, were you tempted this week? Did anyone try to talk to you? Did you talk to a woman? What, alone with a woman? She, man, let me tell you something. When the, the, my car, the, my front car seat, is that how you say? The, the, the front seat of my car is, 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 is moved. She tells me, who was here before? And I'm like, dang, you know, she knows. And I, I got to tell her, I, I, you know, I got to go back and make sure the story matches. And I, I always tell her, and she's so aware that she asked me this kind of question. Who sat here before me today? Because we, had a, we have a baby car seat. We have all these things. We have a setup. The way the, the, the seat got to, you know, got to, uh, uh, that she needs to ride in the seat when the baby is there. So when somebody else comes in, they move the seat, and she, she knows. So when she asked me the, this question, she's not joking. She's just saying, I don't trust you, man. I trust God in you. But I don't trust in your old fallen man, your flesh. And some of you are telling me that you trust in yourself. No, man, be humble. You know, show yourself as weak before God. And when I come before God, I'm not posing the preacher, the pastor, the holy man of God. Oh, I'm righteous in Christ Jesus. I tell God, God, I'm a sinner. I'm weak. I need your help today. You know, I might come before, before you and preach this beautiful message and you might enjoy, you might like it. Oh, that was such an awesome message. No, man, I got to tell you the truth. When I'm alone, I tell God things that not even my wife could hear. The things that go through my mind are not nice, they're not cool. 
even about some of you, even about myself. And there are things that will go through my mouth that I'm already afraid. I'm just saying, God, don't allow these things to go through my, my, my mind anymore because I just don't like them. And that's the kind of prayer I make. And some of you are saying, I got this. You don't get this. There's no way you got this without God. Amen. So Matthew 7, 24, 27 says like this. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. It's okay now. Just go back to the first verse. Look what he's saying. Everyone then who hears these words of mine. So what is the foundation? The words of Jesus. So you hear the words, and you're going to hear some words that I'm going to preach to you tonight, that they're from Jesus. And you're going to hear a few words. And the thing is, if you don't do these words, if you don't walk on these words, if, you're, if, if your foundation are not the words of Jesus, when the rain comes, your house will fall. Amen. So you need a foundation. You know, João was right. You need a foundation. But what is this foundation is the words of Jesus amen the Bible says that in our flesh does not abide any good I don't have the verse in English if anyone can find that later that will help me the Bible says that in our flesh doesn't have any good there is no good in us and I'm here to tell you this because like I told you before some of us we trust ourselves still. But you need to learn that you cannot trust yourself. Amen. And here's the thing. I, I got I to gotta ask you this question because you might be thinking that I'm trying to create a set of rules and regulations of things that you can or cannot do. But at the end of this message, you understand that it has nothing to do with that. What I'm trying to do is before you build a bonfire in the middle of the woods, please Build boundaries before you know around the fire and the bonfire, because when you set that on fire, the whole forest will burn, and that's what you have to do. Some of you want to build a bonfire without boundaries, thinking that everything will be okay. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, somebody's gonna get burned. Somebody will, because there is no protection on that fire. And what is the protection of a relationship for you to be able to enjoy the word that I just told you? Is this. You need one of these. This will circle you and will help you to protect your relationship because now I'm married. I can do whatever. You know, when I lay with my wife, there's no accusation. When I'm alone in a car with her, I'm not thinking, oh my gosh, we're sinning. No, no, we are married. And I can enjoy the best of my marriage today because there's no accusation. There's no condemnation. But some of you, we want to enjoy things that are supposed to be enjoyed when there is a protection. And you want to let the fire, you want to, you know, you, know, you, want to, you, want to, you just want to let that the bonfire on fire. You want to ignite the fire and you want to, you know, do these things. And I'm telling you guys, 
only do these things when you have boundaries, when you have a protection. And this protection is called covenant. Amen. The covenant of marriage. You need to have this covenant to be able to enjoy the best of God for your life. You know, and some of you say, but I can kiss my boyfriend, right? So cute. You're so cute. <laughs> what I'm about to tell you, I'm, I, it's not going to make you happy. Your marriage is supposed to glorify God. You know, the first thing that happens in the Bible is a marriage. We see Adam and Eve, they get married. You know, the, second, the first miracle of Jesus is in a wedding ceremony. And the last thing that will happen to us, we're going to be the church marrying Jesus Christ. So I'm here to tell you, your marriage is supposed to glorify God. So we know who's the person who's working really hard today, right now, to make your marriage be destroyed and broken from now on when you're single? The devil. And he's working really hard because he knows when, when we speak about marriage, we are saying one day the church will come back and marry, the God, Jesus will come back and marry his church. So what does that mean? When people look at your marriage and they say, no, I don't want to be married with no Jesus. That's, that's what marriage life looks like. So when people look at your, at your relationship and they say, your kids, they'll say, no, mom and dad are crazy. Marriage life is messed up. Jesus is coming back to marry me. I'm running away from church. I don't want to be no bride. So when we speak about your marriage, your marriage is also speaking about Jesus. The first miracle of Jesus happened in a wedding ceremony. Why did he choose that? Because the most meaningful relationship of your life are not your children. It's not your business. It's your marriage. It's your wife. It's your husband. It's the most meaningful, important, you know, powerful, whatever you want to call, relationship that you're going to have in your life is your marriage. So your marriage is a prophetic voice that Jesus is coming back. And he's going to marry his church. So when we go to a wedding ceremony, we always preach this and we say, Jesus one day is going to come back. And he's going to marry his church. And we tell the couples, so your marriage is supposed to be a prophetic voice for that day. So when people look at your marriage or your relationship from a few years from down the road, what will they say? Will they say they want to be with, with Jesus and marry their groom? Or they will say, I don't want to be a part of this. I'm running away from this place. So I, I think about this. When, when me and my wife were together alone, you know, that's the moment that I, might, I am myself, she's herself. We ask ourselves and we say, no, babe, honey, are we right now glorifying and being a prophetic voice for the day that Jesus comes back? And you need to realize this. Your marriage is not just, uh, you know, it's just a relationship, just so I can be happy. No. Amen. So now you got to ask yourself a question. And it's just one question that I want you to ask is, are you looking for a relationship to just make you happy? Just to make you feel good? You know, that, that kind of relationship that, you know, it's fine. This guy will work because he makes me feel good. But as soon as he's not as cool and nice anymore, as soon as he says that he cannot hang out as much as he can, I'll just break up and find someone else. Because if this is the kind of relationship that you want to have, sorry, I can't help you. Because I only want to help people that are looking for purpose. People that are looking for marriage. People that are looking for meaning. People that are looking for a real deep relationship. I'm not, I'm so sorry, but I cannot help you. I can only help those who are looking for genuine love. 
real love that you won't find in that one night stand. So sorry, you won't find that kind of love in this kind of relationship. No. So you gotta ask yourself this question, am I looking for someone to make me happy? Because you need to be in this relationship already filled with joy from the Lord. You need to, you need to tell yourself, no, I'm satisfied already. Amen. So what is courtship? And now I'm gonna talk about this, courtship. And I love to talk about courtship because it's just awesome. And I gotta tell you, it is awesome. You know who are the people that say courtship is not awesome? People that don't know what courtship is or people that say they're doing courtship but actually they're doing something else. Completely opposite. Because the people that did courtship and truly understood what courtship is like I did, and I'll tell you guys, I'm not preaching from a position of I have never done this, it's just a thing, you know what, y'all should do it, it's awesome. No, I'm preaching from I dated in the world, I dated in the church, and I did courtship with my wife. And that's the best relationship I ever had. The most joy. You know what's awesome about courtship? That she actually broke up with me even before we were in a relationship. So we were friends and she told me, I'm not marrying you ever. You can go home right now. You can leave. I'm never, ever going to want to see your face. I don't want to know anything about you. I don't care about you. And she broke up with me before we were even in the courtship moment. She broke up the friendship. How can you break up friendship? I don't know how she did. But I look at her face and I told her, look, you're going to marry me. And she was like, no, I'm not. And I look at her eyes and I told her, yes, you will. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Is your man, is your husband like this about you? Is he saying to you even before he even tried to kiss you? You know, because some of you guys are saying, if you don't kiss me, I don't want to be with you. And you girls are saying, okay. Girls, please don't say okay. Break up with this dude. He just want to kiss you. He just want to touch you. This guy did not deserve you. You know, God has a perfect husband who is willing to look in your eyes and tell you, I'm going to marry you even if you're breaking up our friendship. Because I love you and I know God's purpose. And I believe that you are my wife. And can I tell you what I did? I ran. I pursued her. I came after her. I conquered her heart. I was willing to battle for her. And spent a lot of money. <laughs> Buying gifts, writing letters, being romantic. Some of you girls never experienced a rom ro romance. Because you give the guy your kiss, your body. The guy doesn't even need to conquer you. You're easy. Man, you're God's precious stone. You're the most precious thing in God's hands tonight. And you're saying to yourself, you know, any guy can come. It's okay. I'm available. Man, you don't understand who you are. You're the daughter of the king. No one should be able to even come close to you. And that's how my wife is too. She said, man, you don't come close to me. You don't talk to me like this. That's why I'm breaking up our friendship. She broke up the friendship because I couldn't talk. Because I was dumb. I was Anyways, I can't say the words here. She broke up the friendship, and that's the level of marriage that I that she was, you know, proposing. If you cannot walk like this, you can leave now because God is perfect. And he has the perfect husband, the perfect wife. You just want to be with me because you know I can make you feel good about yourself. No, man, I'm looking for a man of God. If you cannot talk to me as I am a woman of God, the daughter of the king, you can leave now. Man, when the daughter of the king says something, you know, that guy is getting killed. 
So you need to understand the kind of relationship you're looking for today. Some of you are just, huh, yeah, whatever. Whatever comes on my way is good. No, no, God is perfect. He has something perfect for you. Don't just accept anything. So people tell me, oh, courtship is a bunch of rules. Man, I love when people come to me like this. Courtship is a bunch of rules. And I tell them, are you serious right now? You don't even know a courtship. How many books have you read? And they say, none, but I know. I'm like, so what are you, why are you talking to me? You know, it's the same thing. I come to a doctor and tell them, look, you don't know what you're doing. You know, you don't know how to do your job. You know, you cannot heal my heart. You cannot touch my body because you don't know anything. You know, I know better than you. You're never going to say this to any doctor. You just lay down there and trust they'll do the surgery, right? And if you die, you're okay because you don't even know you died. <laughs> so some of you want to come to people who read books, who know what they're talking about, who are married and they're enjoying marriage. And I'm talking about me. I'm talking about Pastor Raphael. 20 years, I don't know, 15 years of marriage, I don't even know anymore. You know, these amazing kids serving the Lord. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about, like, men of God who are, who are, who are way ahead of me. I'm talking about Pastor Marshall, who is the supervisor of the United States. I'm talking about these men. And some of you want to tell me, no, I know what I'm doing. I'm awesome. So can I tell you what is rules? What are rules? Dating. If you are dating someone, there are rules for dating. So let me ask you a simple question. If you go to your job in school today and you tell your friends, oh, I'm dating this girl, but we do not kiss, what are they going to ask you? What are they going to say to you? You're not dating? Because in dating, you have to kiss. Oh, I'm dating this girl, but we don't ride, we don't have car rides alone. You know, she goes in her car, I go in mine because we don't want to, you know, do anything. That's not dating, because dating, you have to ride in the car alone. Okay, we are dating, but we don't have, you know, dinners late at night by ourselves in, in, in dark places, you know, in really, you know, places that no one will see us or that no one will, you know, we don't travel alone. We don't go to places alone because when we are dating, they'll, they'll look at your eyes and they'll say, you're not dating. That's not dating because in dating, you have to kiss, you have to do full hugs, you have to walk alone at night, you have to, you know, watch movies at night in the movie theater that's empty. Guys, I have been there and done that. I know what I'm talking about. So dating, there are rules for dating. But can I tell you what courtship is? In courtship, there are no rules. You know, you know what courtship is? It's simply like this. Understand what I'm talking about right now. Because if you don't understand this, this message is just, you know, useless for you. If I tell you right now that you got to drive to Cape Coral and you got to cross the bridge, and I tell you, you got to drive... 80 miles per hour. How many of you are okay with that? 80. It's okay, man. Come on. It's not that fast. That's normal, right? Okay. So you got to drive 80 miles per hour going, you know, crossing the bridge. But now I tell you, there are no side protections anymore. So let, can I tell you something? Some of you are going to say, I can walk, but only in the middle because I don't want to fall. And you know what I'm talking about. You know, if you have been to the mountains, if you have been to Tennessee, you know, Colorado, you're driving the mountains and you're like, you know, when there's no protection, if you're like me, I freaked out. I was like, man, there's no protection. I'm going to fall. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And then there's the guardrail protection on the side of the road. <laughs> and you're saying, you're telling yourself, I can go faster now because there is protection. And that's what I'm proposing. I'm proposing a relationship that you're able to run the race that God has set before you and not walk because they are protections. And you are well protected. So now you can go faster. 
You're not walking afraid. Oh, I'm going to fall tonight if we do this. No, no, no. I'm running because I'm free. And there are protections. There are things helping me. I'm not afraid of this. I'm not afraid of going to this place. I'm not afraid of coming and opening the service. I'm not afraid of leading life group. I'm not afraid of preaching the gospel. Because there's no one, the devil cannot hold anything against me. Because I'm running my race and there are protections. So courtship is just you raising bars beside you. They'll tell you, now you run. And God is looking to you tonight and saying, why are you walking? Why are you afraid? Let me tell you something, man. In my courtship season, I multiply life groups. I made disciples. I became a disciple when I, when I was in courtship. My wife multiplied life groups. She became a disciple. She bare much fruit. We were free. We were enjoying relationship. We're not afraid of, you know, oh my gosh, we, we kiss, I touch her tonight. Oh my gosh, someone we found out. Oh my gosh, if, 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 I don't know, I don't know if I can even say things anymore. No, there's no accusation for me. I was free. I was walking. I was, you know, just enjoying God's purpose for my life and as, as she was as well. We're not afraid. We had protections. Amen. So we are supposed to be able to live this life without rules. And instead of calling rules, let's call protection. It's not rules. You know, in courtship, you don't have to kiss the guy. In courtship, you don't have to have sex before marriage. In courtship, you don't have to watch a movie by yourself with the guy. In courtship, you don't have to sleep in, at his house. In courtship, you don't have to, to ride in the car alone with the man or the girl. You don't have to. You can literally say, no, I don't want to. And when people look at you and say, oh, but you're dating. No, no, I'm, I'm, court, I'm courting my, my, my boyfriend or girlfriend. Let me tell you something. Some of you are just like, no, but people outside, they don't know what it is. My family don't know what it is. When you go to your family, you say, I'm dating this girl. That's how I did. I'm not going to my family. I'm courting Rebecca. She's my courtship. They're like, wow, are you crazy? What is that? I don't even know what that is. I never heard this word. No, I don't want to give them a sermon, explain to them a courtship. They're married. They don't even care about this stuff. They're not even crazy. I'm just like, she's my girlfriend. It's fine. Amen. But inside of our church, we chose to use the word, hey, she's Tullius courtship. They're courting. But some of you, and I, that's my fear because I have some couples here that you guys are telling yourself that you, are, that you guys are in courtship. But when I tell you what courtship is, I'm going to say right now the ABC of courtship. You are not in courtship. And that's my fear that you are thinking that you are, but you're not in. And that you think you know what it is, some of you single people, and you don't know what it is. Let me read this, ver this verse for you, and that's for the girls. Proverbs 31, 12. Go to 10 first. An excellent wife who can find. She's far more precious than Jews. The heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. So how many days does the wife of the husband does he him good all the days of what so it's all the days of their marriage it's all the days of their relationship no it's all the day of her life so let me tell you something if you're not married yet you can start doing your husband good today when you're single you can start protecting yourself guarding yourself guarding your heart for your husband already guarding your body for your husband already. So some of you are saying, no, it's okay for me to kiss. Let me tell you something. 
if you if you are a guy who's single right now would you like to know that your wife that you don't know yet is kissing another guy tonight your wife is making out with another guy your wife is sleeping with another you know there is a guy right now that you don't know his name and he's touching her touching her body and when I say touching don't don't get don't look at me like oh He's talking, you know, what is he saying? He's in the, no, no, I'm being so serious right now. I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart. Because some of you are not thinking. I want you to think. She does him good all the, all the days of her life. So I'm, I'm going to invite you to walk by the word of God. I told you in the beginning, not my words. You know, who, the, the, the wise men walk by Jesus' word. So he, she does him good all the days of her life. So how many of you guys would like to know that your wife is right now kissing another guy? Is sleeping with another guy? He's looking at another guy's face and saying, I love you so much, you're my hubby. And then two months from now, they break up and she finds another guy. But now let me tell you something, guys. If you don't like to know that your wife is doing this with another man, why are you doing this with other girls? So in the same way that you don't like that your wife is looking, talking, kissing other guys, why are you looking, talking, kissing other girls? You should guard yourself. Protect your heart in the same way that your wife is doing for you today. Do it for her. You should do her good every single day of her life in the same way that she's doing for you. Amen, guys. So if you are in courtship today, this guy is not your husband too. You say, I do. And even beyond, I do. You have a few hours to even give up in your marriage if you want to. If you guys don't have, if you guys don't have the first night. So you have time even to say, you know what, let's go back. You know, you, you just change out of nothing, two minutes. My I do, I want to take that back. So I'm, I'm here to tell you, if you're not saying I do, this guy is not your husband. This girl is not your wife. But some of you treat them as if they were. And I'll tell you, I have seen many engagement couples breaking up. I have seen many courtship couples breaking up. Amen, girls, guys, really have this talk. And now what is the only law of courtship? John 13, 34. This is the only rule of courtship, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You are also, you also are to love one another. What is the only rule of courtship, of the relationship that I'm proposing, is love one another. Not in your love, not in your way, but as I have loved you. So is it love when you're touching the girl, the guy that doesn't even belong to you? I want to tell you, I belong to my wife and she belongs to me. I am hers and, she, and she's mine. You don't belong to this girl. You don't belong to this guy. So this is not love because you're touching someone's husband. And you're touching someone's wife. And if that was my wife, I would beat you. You know, I would be so angry at you right now. Is it love when you tell the guy that you love him, you know, he's so handsome, you know, you come, he, he comes to your house, you know, you allow him to, you know, to kiss you, and then you say, no, 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 it's only kissing. Or, no, no, you can touch me like this, but no, nothing else. We cannot have sex intercourse, and you tell them to, and you tell the guy to go home, and now he goes home, and he sin. I'll tell you, the guy sin. He'll go, if he's not sinning, you know, just by himself, you go on his phone, and he's going to watch something that you don't want to know, and he's going to sin. Is it love when you tell this girl that you love her? You know, oh, you're my princess. You're beautiful. I love you so much. You know, I always tell you the truth. I'm, I'm a, you know, trustful guy. You know, you can trust me. And then two weeks later, you find another girl that looks better than her. And you say, you know what? I, I, I thought I liked you, but I like someone else now. That's not love. 
That's you just saying to this guy, to this girl, and just breaking their hearts and just, you know, really destroying their future. And even right now when they get in, a, in another relationship, they'll not believe that guy anymore because of you. They'll not believe that girl anymore. They'll be afraid of even getting in a relationship. That's not love. Amen. You know, some of you ask, is my relationship, my courtship, God's purpose? So can I tell you something? My wife and I, we measure our relationship just like this. Imagine a triangle right now. There's a triangle. God is in the top. You guys are on the sides. As you get closer to God, so you are right here. Your wife is your girlfriend is right here. As you both get closer to God, you also get closer to each other. So you know what? If you keep going in your desires and just say, I want to satisfy my desires, you know, come and kiss me on my neck. You know, let me, oh, let me hug you. Let me lay down with you. Can I tell you what you're doing? You're not drawing near to God. You're drawing away to God. And now you're, draw, you're drawing apart from each other as well. Can I tell you what's going to happen two months from now? You guys are going to break up. That's just the reality of it. But now when you draw near to God, you both draw near, draw, draw close to each other and now we know what happens God becomes the third and the most special not there's a there's a, a, a Bible word I forgot now so let God be the most important connection link in your relationship amen guys so draw near to God and you're gonna draw near to each other so is my relationship from God is it is when you draw near to God and when if, you, if your relationship is not taking you closer to God I gotta tell you a secret your relationship is not from God right now at all it's not my marriage before we we're married I grew way more than I grew ever before in the, in the time that I was in, in, in courtship with Becca I read more books and I heard more preaching than ever before I'm telling the truth because that's how she was. She challenged me. My wife wasn't just saying, no, you're just awesome just the way you are. No, man, if you don't grow up, I don't want you. Like she already told me before. So I'm, I was in this relationship. Now, I will do whatever it takes. And the only thing she asked me was, be a man of God. Because if you're not a man of God, I'm not, I don't want to be with you. I want a man of God. And she said that she, said, she had many reasons to say this as well, past relationships. Her household was not the best model, was not the best relationship, just as mine. So when we are talking to you guys, we have experienced really bad things. And I was looking for the best thing, and I found this. So now what is the ABC of courtship? Let's close this message. It's taking too long. My wife wants to go back to retreat. She's looking at me. I was supposed to finish at 8, but it's 8, 11. And I'm super cool because I like it. I like to talk about this. And I want to open your hearts and minds tonight to see this because you have, you know, you know how you sometimes you miss that job opportunity and they offer you a lot of money and you say, nah, I'm good what I am. But then two months later, you're like, dang, why? That was way better. And, and that's courtship. You know, you know there, there are those moments that someone is inviting you to, to be a part of a, of a startup like Apple. 
and you say, I'm going to stay at Microsoft or I'm going to stay at the, you know, my job right now, Dell, and then, and then they start Apple and now they're rich. Oh, no, no. You know, they start this new thing up called Bitcoin. You say, no, no, money is good. Cash, I like cash. And the guys say, no, Bitcoin is the future. You say, no, cash is good. It's, you know, it's crazy. It's so much suffering. You know, you, you won't have money. You won't be able to enjoy for many years. No, no, I want this because this I have right now. That's courtship. Courtship is the thing that you don't have. To, you don't get to enjoy anything now. You get to wait. You get to, 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 to plant the seed, to water, to allow the tree to grow. Have you tried to eat a, a, a banana when it's green or when it's not ready to eat to be eaten? It tastes really bad. Can I tell you something? That's, what, that's the same thing if you're trying to enjoy the things of marriage when you're in a courtship, when you're dating. It's going to taste horrible. You know, when you try to get a fruit from a tree who's not ready, you're going to kill that tree. And that's what some of us, we want to do. You know, we want to tell our babies who, who, are, eat, who are still, you know, drinking from the bottle that they, they, they got to eat meat. They got to be able to walk and run. They're saying, but I can barely crawl. You know, guys, and I'm inviting you to really give yourself the opportunity to enjoy each season. Don't skip seasons. Don't try to go to the next step when you haven't even gone through the first one. Amen. Now, what's ABC? First one, accountability. What is accountability? Literally, you need to have accountability between yourselves. You need to be accountable to one another. But also, you need to be accountable to somebody else, to an older couple, to a couple in the church that disciples you. So why am I telling you that some of you are not courtship? Because you don't have the first one. There's no one, be, you, don't want, you are not accountable to anybody. You're not calling any, anybody at least once every two weeks to talk to them about your relationship. No, you're fine the way it is. And I'm going to tell you, imagine this. It's if I am a doctor, I'm not going to run after you and tell you, you have a disease, here I have the medicine. No, if you want to die, I'm okay. You know, I have the medicine. I know what's better for you. I know, I know, you know I just know this will work because I know it works. But if you don't want to take it, I'm not running after you. So that's what me and my wife decided to do. If people don't want to come and do this and enjoy the best of their marriage, I'm not saying to enjoy the best of their courtship season. Because courtship is not fun most of, of the times unless you know the purpose of it. Because when you know the purpose of it, you're like, man, I want to do this thing. You no, know, courtship is for people that were hurt in the past. Courtship is for people who are tired of the world mentality and want to enjoy God's mentality. So you need to be accountable to somebody first of all to one another but also to another couple to older to a couple that is married and that you say man i want you to help me have an awesome relationship as well because i just don't know how to do it. i told you in the beginning ask for help now the third one b gonna be really fast because anyways you know what i'm saying <laughs> be one flesh be one what is that? You know, the Bible calls us to be one flesh with our wife and husband. So the, the purpose of courtship is for marriage. Let me tell you something. You know who cannot and will not do courtship? Teenagers who are not looking for marriage just for fun. So courtship is for people who are looking to be one. I want to be one with my wife. I want to be one with this girl. I want to be one with this guy. And what does that mean? That maybe you need to be ready. You need to, to make sure you're ready to, you know, do I have a job? You know, the first question the guy needs to ask himself is, do I pay for my own underwears? 
Or are my parents still buying my underwear? Because if they are, I'm sorry, you're not ready. You don't want to, girls, you don't want to be in a relationship that the guy cannot even take you out to eat McDonald's and eat the dollar. I'm being serious right now because if this guy cannot pay his bills, he won't be able to pay the children that he might put on you in courtships or in dating season that takes two months to get you pregnant. I'm being serious tonight because if the guy is not ready to be married to you in less, at least a year, he's not ready to be in a relationship. But why a year? Because that's the time that takes for the baby to be born. That's how radical we got to be if you want to be married to somebody. Man, you guys understand what I'm saying. So I, I want to be married to this guy, to this girl. Okay, do you have a job? No? Okay, so let's wait. Find a job first. L let me tell you something. Before my wife came to our city, the first thing I did was find a job. And it took six months from the day I found a job until we got in a relationship. I found a job before we were in a relationship. Nobody told me to find a job. I told myself, I need to find a job. Because this girl is going to look at me and think I'm a boy. And that's how some girls look at you guys. They think you're a boy because you don't have a job. And the girl has a job. That's even worse. So get a job. Amen. It, the job doesn't need to pay you much. My job paid me $250 a week. But I had a job. I pay my bills. I pay my car. I pay my, I pay my gas. I don't need to pay rent. I just got to pay my things. Amen. You understand that? So you, you got to be, you got to have the desire to be one flesh. To get married. Now the third and last one. The seat of, of, of courtship. Is calling. You know, you need to understand that this relationship is not for fun. It's not just, oh, we know whatever happens is okay. No, 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 no. We are getting a relationship for a purpose. Amen. So we don't believe that God will unite people. Understand this. God will not unite people. God will unite purpose. Amen. So you got to ask this guy and this girl right now, Let's say about, I'm going to say about myself. I wanted to be a pastor. I knew God called me when I was 17. Me and Becky started a relationship, 18, 19 years old, I don't remember. I told her, do you want to be a pastor? Do you want to, you know, travel the world if you have to, go to the, to the other side of the world? Do you want to preach the gospel? Do you want to give your life to Christ and be crazy for Jesus? And that's what you want to do for life? Yes or no? Then she, said, she told me, of course I want to. That's my calling. So that's her calling. And at the end of the day, it's my calling, her calling. It's our calling. So now if the girl is looking at you and saying to you, I want to be a doctor. And the guy is saying, I want to be a full-time pastor. And I want, to try, I want to be a missionary. This is not the relationship you should be into. Amen. Don't expect that girl to break up, to change her dreams or what God placed in her heart because of you. No. Change the route. Go, you know, way God will bring the right guy for you. That's not the right guy. That's not the right girl for you. Amen. Amen, guys. You understand this. So what does that mean as well? Okay, you want to be a pastor, Miss Rebecca? Miss, when she was single, she missed, right? Thank you, guys. Do you want to be a pastor, Rebecca? Yes, I want to. Okay, so now we got to talk about a few things right here. So let me tell you something, guys. If it is with the calling of God, you got to talk about everything. And I'm not saying courtship, you talk about everything because it's not a moment. When you're engaged and when you're about two months or a month to be married, that's when you're going to talk about everything. Why? Because I don't want to be in a relationship with a woman that I don't know. And she doesn't want to be in a relationship with a man that she doesn't know. And she has the right to know. 
You know why my wife had the right to know all my struggles, the problems that I had in my past? You know, if some of you were abused, if some of you struggled with pornography, some of you struggled in the past with whatever it was, with some of you have traumas, fears, whatever it is, you got to tell the girl and that guy when you guys are about to get married at least two, three months before and tell them, look, I have all these problems. Are you willing to take me? Please be open, be yourself, be friends, be just simple and clear because there is a purpose of God, there is a calling of God and you don't want to get in this relationship and now she, you know, oh, I, I had this before, you know, I, I forgot to tell you, I, I wanted to be a pastor but I was not sure, you know, I, I have these traumas and these problems, here's the thing guys, you know, we were in a couple's retreat tonight but we told each other we wanted to be a pastor so we have to come and preach. We have to come and take care of the youth. And I told Pastor, Pastor, all my youth, my leaders are here tonight. All of them. I had at least, you know, 10 couples. So there would be 20 people here. And I'm like, Pastor, no, come on. You know, that would be just me and do there. Nobody else will come. Drone will have to come because he's playing. Thank you because you came. I love you guys so much. But then I realized something. Pastor told me as a look to you. It's me or you. We are pastors. We chose this. Nobody told us to do it. And that's the same thing. My wife, you know, don't you think that we wanted to be there? But then we look at each other. We said, you know, we are called. So now there is no discussion. You know, we are not, the, you know, oh, you know, should we go and take care of the youth? No, no, we talk when we courtship. We have a purpose. Our relationship is for a calling. It's not about us anymore. It's about the purpose of God in our lives. Amen. So understand this. God will unite purpose, not people. So now, when you go home tonight, I want you to think about these things. I want you to talk about, you know, with your, you know, relation, with your, your girlfriend, boyfriend, your courtship. I want you to talk to them and tell them, look, are we free? Are we enjoying the best of this relationship? You know, are there boundaries around us that help us, that protect us? And let me tell you something, guys. And that's how I'm going to finish the message. Don't be naive thinking that, you know, I don't need to, you know, I, I really think that pastor was right because you're talking all these things that we do wrong. You know, you know, we be kissing all day. We be doing all these things. We be touching each other. And then, then you go home and you don't even want to talk about it. You don't even want to be truthful and talk to the people that can help you. No, don't, don't be naive thinking that, you know, everything will be fine. That we are going to change. No, you won't change. Without accountability, you won't change. Don't be afraid. Nobody's going to judge you. I'm not going to judge you. Let me tell you something. The same struggle you have, you're going through in the courtship season. I was going through as well. Just wanted to have... You know, that's what I want. I want to go to honeymoon right now. First day of courtship, let's go. No, 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 no. You got to propose. You got to say, I do first. There's a lot of money spent, and I'm telling you, the money is not cool. I hate it, spending money. And then you get to enjoy the best. So don't go home tonight thinking, ah, you know what? I, you know, right now you're inspired to do something. Some of you are inspired to make a change. I want to I wanna be like that. I want to have this relationship. But then you go home, a week will go by, two weeks will go by. You're going to forget this message. That's why we have a podcast that you can listen to them at to all of them now. So you can go back and listen to this message every day if you want to. But you read books right now. Go home and find, I'll tell you all the books that I read that help me. Read the books. Search for messages, for preachings. Amen. Don't think that things will just change you know, it's, it's just natural. We, we're going to grow. We are maturing. No. You know, be truthful to yourself. And tell yourself, I'm weak. 
in my flesh that is no good. I cannot trust myself. And I'm telling you about me, I cannot trust myself. And I don't trust myself. Amen. And only when you learn how to not trust yourself, you learn how to enjoy and rely on God's grace and God's goodness.